Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Paul introduces us in chapter 3 to these carnal believers. They're born again, but they simply remain spiritually immature. And because of that, as I go through that, you'll see they're really useless to God. And as far as expanding the kingdom of God, they're not really interested in that. The life, as you'll see, is pretty much about them. The expectation for physical babies is that well, they'll stop being babies. It's assumed that given normal care and feeding, that they'll become increasingly self-reliant, learning to feed themselves, become educated, and eventually themselves become parents. Pastor Mark will be teaching today that this is also true in the spiritual realm. The problem is that in much of the American church, too many Christ followers are still spiritual babies and act like it you'll learn how to move from babyhood into spiritual adulthood. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 with today's edition of Lessons for Living. First Corinthians chapter three. I know you've watched through the years of things in China not being exactly right and products not being the way they should be and so forth. But I just came across this article and I thought it was very interesting. China stops imports of New Zealand milk powder. They blocked all of that. New Zealand is known really for its dairy. But what they've discovered in some of the milk powder from New Zealand is botulism. So they've canceled all of it. So say I'll eat the other way. Already canceled. Paul's going to talk about milk. Not New Zealand milk. Not China milk. He's going to talk about spiritual milk. And really what that looks like in our lives. Now, This is a great teaching because it encompasses a super foundation for all of us just to be reminded. The Bible puts every human being in one of two categories. You can write these down. Good thing, maybe right there in your passage. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 3 in just a moment, but would you sneak right back to chapter 2 and verse 14. I'm going to read this. In the New King James, because it works with the the way I'm using the wording. So the first category tonight you want to write is a natural man. That really means a person who is unsaved and doesn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. 
1 Corinthians 2.14. The man without the spirit, the natural man, the New King James says, does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are, notice a different word, they are spiritually discerned. So every single one of us, every single person ever born is born in this category. The category of the natural or the unsaved or person, easy for us to understand, without the spirit of God living in them. We would say that person is unsaved, unregenerated, living with a sinful nature, And this, obviously then, the Spirit of God is absent from their life. They are under the rule of Satan. They follow after that fleshly nature that really much of it has to do just with with no eternal view at all, just this life, and really no desire to know the things of God. Realistically, they can't even understand the things of God because the author of the Word of God does not live in them. So the Bible and God's truth to this person is foolish, doesn't make any sense. They live and focus on earthly values. They may be very highly educated. In fact, sometimes that's true in so many of the things of the world, but they're dead spiritually. So every human being is in one of two categories. Natural, unsaved, Holy Spirit doesn't live in them. What's the other one look like? Well, look at verse 15. Spiritual. This is a person that we would say is saved. Why? Proof, the Holy Spirit lives in them. So look at verse 15. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. So this person... This is you, those of you that have come to Christ, this is you. You started out as a natural man, a man without the Spirit, unsaved. When the Holy Spirit came into your life, came into my life, we became a spiritual man, a spiritual woman, and we say that we're saved, regenerated, only because the Spirit of God, and no longer are we dead spiritually, but we came alive spiritually. Paul will begin to define this category of spiritual into two other categories. Now, this spiritual person, they're exposed to God's word. They put it into action. May I say here at Calvary, they get on and apply that word to them. They're guided by the spirit. They're controlled by the spirit. Their goal, you know that, is to become a disciple, to act and think and believe and minister like Jesus, and then, of course, reproduce themselves so other people become a disciple like them. Now, as we approach chapter 3, we take that category of spiritual, which are all of you that are Christians, that category is separated into another two. Every person that's born again falls into one of these two categories. They're either an immature, or you'll see the word a lot, carnal Christian, or they're a mature Christ follower. By that, I don't mean that they've arrived, but they're in that amazing growth process. It hasn't stopped. It continues to this very day. So you can kind of have a Sela moment right now. Just ask yourself, where are you? Which of these categories? Now, Paul introduces us in chapter 3 to these carnal believers They're born again, 
but they simply remain spiritually immature. And because of that, as I go through that, you'll see they're really useless to God. And as far as expanding the kingdom of God, they're not really interested in that. The life, as you'll see, is pretty much about them. Now, remember, Paul spent 18 months teaching these people. Then he left. And after he left for a while, he heard these things that he's addressing. Let's face it, could there be a better teacher than Paul? Well, Jesus, but other than Paul, not too much. But they didn't get it, many of them. And so it hurt his heart. It's a challenge, challenge to any teacher, if the people aren't obeying. So he writes this letter of correction to try to change that church. 1 Corinthians 3.1. Brothers, it's important you understand this term. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, carnal, mere infants in Christ. New King James says this, and I, brother, could not speak to you as a spiritual person, but as to carnal, as to babies in Christ. Now, Alan Redpath, great guy from England many years ago, wonderful writer of lots of books, he wrote, I love this, the carnal Christian is a child of God. They're born again and on his way to heaven but he's traveling third class. I love it. (laughs) Now, amazingly, what does the carnal Christian think? They're traveling first class. Why do they think that? Because they're going to heaven. They're saved, but they're doing life their way. They're really traveling third class. Now, if you ever want to really travel third class, just come to India with me sometime on one of their trains. I've traveled second class inside. Third class is on top of the train. You don't even want to go there. So Paul calls these Corinthians carnals, infants. They were not spiritually healthy. They are born again. Notice, how do I know they're born again? What is the first word in this chapter? Brothers. So they're in the family of God. They have the Holy Spirit in them. But they're really not too concerned about spiritual growth Whatever happens to be easy, they'll go for it. They're not going to stretch their life. They're not really going to die to self. They're just kind of go through life and try to take the easy way. They're really not led by the Spirit. They're kind of led by their own way. And may I say, because of all we've been learning, as you begin to identify these people, they're takers, they're not givers. They want to take all the good things, but they don't want to give them themselves. Now, we'll see from Paul's descriptions that they simply remain baby believers. But I think it's important that you understand that every single Christian actually starts as a baby in Christ. So one of the things I want you to write is there is a valid baby Christ follower sage. When you were born, you were not born 6'4", weighing 240. You were probably born 8 pounds something and so many inches long. Every one of us physically are born a baby, and every person that's born spiritually is born a baby. When Paul the Apostle, who writes this, was on the road to Damascus, he was very mature. He was very mature in the things of God from Jewish religion. He was brilliant. He was an older man, not older, older, but he certainly wasn't a teenager. 
But what was he on the road to Damascus? He was a baby Christian. So everyone starts this way. It's a normal stage, and they must be taught to mature and to learn to grow. That is the normal process. Now, just write this verse down, and I'll read it to you. 1 Peter 2.2. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. In fact, this verse says, cry out for this nourishment. Babies need to be fed milk. You can't say to the baby that's two months old, I'll cut up your steak for you. I'll cut it up in really small pieces. They got nothing to gum it with even. You just can't do that. They're going to either be fed from a bottle or from a mom. Spiritual babies need the milk of the word. The basic truths of the word of God. Now notice what I just read to you. This is very important because carnal believers don't understand this. Next statement. Understand the truth of this. Spiritual growth is related to the word of God. It's not just knowing the word, but it's applying it. And I'll give categories as we go. The carnal believer, and we have them in all of our churches. We try to, as Paul does, to challenge them to grow. That's the person that you see will grab a Bible from the back. But every week they come, they never bring a Bible. They would never open up a Bible at home. The only time they ever look at a Bible is maybe some verses here. By the way, in case you know, why do we hand out Bibles to people? So at least they can what? Handle them. At least they can begin to see. Many churches, and I, I'm not judging, that's their way. Every verse is on the overhead. I want people to have a Bible. On a person to ever look at a Bible, have a Bible. Why? Because spiritual growth is related to the Word of God. What you hold in your hand is how you grow. The Spirit of God and the Word of God. That's how it happens. And so you can see these people, and I raise them once in a while. Come on, get a Bible. If you don't have one, take this one home, and maybe that's you. You never look at the Bible. There's all kinds of devotions for you. There's a, the one-year Bible that you can get through. Linda and I are kind of going through that and enjoying that. Lots of different ways for you to get into the Word of God. Now, since the Bible is alive and it speaks to us, we want this baby to crave the milk. That's something that's natural in a baby. They, in fact, they like to crave it at times you wish they didn't crave it. How many of you mothers remember that? Three o'clock in the morning. That's why you fathers liked if she was breastfeeding, because it's not like your turn. She has to get up. So if a baby naturally craves for milk, here's what we know. Really, a new believer doesn't know to crave for the word of God. So why do we have them come back to this prayer room? So that we can give them information about being water baptized, get into 101 through the 701, all of these classes, because they need to begin to be instructed. They do not understand. This is all new to them. They don't understand that they need to be taught the Word of God. So we spend a lot of energy, so many gifted people here do, just for that very reason. That's why we have all those classes uh, to get them started introduced to the living Word of God. By the way, what do we do in the Iwana program? What do we do in our Christian school here? What do all of you that homeschool your children do? 
Same thing. You're trying to introduce them to the Word of God at a young age. The Iwana program is the same. Our weekends are the same. They need to understand all these things about God, and this is the place they learn it. That's why we teach the Bible. How many of you know that if you learn this stuff at a young age, it's way easier than when you're 35? Amen. Any of you try a language? Any of you try a language? Learn a new language at 40. Would you have rather learned it at six? Let me see your hand. Absolutely, because they just pick it up three or four lines, blah, 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 and here they go. Well, they can grasp this at a young age. That's a huge principle in the effectiveness of our children's ministry and our youth ministry. Same. Now, there is a valid baby, period. Next thing you want to write is this. The baby Christ follower, period, has an end. Spiritual growth is expected. Can you imagine being 23 going into a restaurant and asking for the kids' menu. They would never do it. Can you imagine going in and say, what do you have in baby food? It wouldn't happen. So look at verse 2. Paul says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And here's his heart. Look at the next part. And you're still... You're still not ready. Every person starts as a baby, but then moves through this process, this growth process. You know how it all has gone. You remember as your kids grow, you used to mark on the wall how they're growing and whatever, and just watch their growth. Well, that's what Paul's saying. Whoa, whoa, come on now. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. Other people believe different. doesn't matter. Let me read to you Hebrews. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it's simply difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull, carnal believer, and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things of God's word. Now look at the wording Paul uses. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. You know what that really means? One of the savings we use, our radio program, learning to do life right. They do not know how to do life right. Because why? They're not familiar with how to do life right. They're not really interested in it. They're just interested in doing life and getting to heaven. So Paul is frustrated. Pastors get frustrated. We're human. Because they should have been growing, but they're not growing. As I said, he had spent 18 months teaching them. When he hears this, he has to write a letter to them. He has to be honest. He's speaking, as he would say in Ephesians 4, he's speaking the truth in love. You're not growing. I just have to say that. And by the way, you're still not ready. Not only were they not growing, they weren't any use. The church at Corinth was not useful. It was not impacting their world. These carnal believers had stopped, we would say in our campuses, they had stopped the win-disciple-sin cycle. See, Satan has a goal, not just to keep them ineffective, but all of you, you have to remember this, you're a person of influence. Your group that you hang with is different than any of the rest of us. We don't hang with the same people. So God puts you there to influence him. So this whole area of Corinth, 
Paul is writing to them, they don't lack any spiritual gift, but they're not growing spiritually, so they're not really impacting their world. Now, you know this, but I want you to write it. It'd be nice if it was, but spiritual growth is not automatic. That has to come from you first desiring it, knowing you should grow, and then be in a place We happen to be in a wonderful place, or it's no perfect place, but we're in a great place where you can grow because of all the teaching and the small groups and all the things that we provide for you. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow a command in the grace, not just in the knowledge. How are we saved? By grace. We're not into legalism here. We're not into tearing people down here. We're into correcting people, but we're into building people up. In the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, you never arrive, I never arrive. All of us struggle against our old flesh. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, Pastor Mark, if you're saying these people that are carnal struggle once in a while with their carnal nature, then I guess I'm not spiritual. No, everybody struggles with their carnal nature. Hello? Say, well, I don't. You're lying, so you do. <laughs> no, but how do I know that? Because why do I give in to my carnal When I give in to my carnal nature, what's it called? Sin. Are there any sinless people? No, we've already told about that. So I struggle with it. But the key is, if you struggle with it and you know you struggle with it, you're already what? Healthy. Because you're going to do something about it. You're going to ask forgiveness. You're going to ask God to help you. You're concerned about it. The carnal person goes, who cares? Now, that sounds strange to you, but that's really true. In much of the counseling that we do, when people come in for all kinds of things, you can talk to any of the pastors. You can tell as you're getting ready to talk to the individual or the man or the woman or the couple or whatever, if they're even interested in changing. A carnal person isn't really interested in changing. So it's like a waste of time for us and a waste of time for them, actually. Now, here's another danger. If you and I struggle from time to time, in fact, the book of Hebrews says the besetting sin, something that we're drawn to easily. If you struggle, it's a good sign. You know you struggle. It's a good sign because you're overcoming that. We don't have to give in to it. We can grow and we're growing. We're sinning less. But here's another huge thing that so many churches don't get, and so many people. And I'm afraid we don't even get it. Many people relate spiritual maturity to age. Well, I've been a Christian 42 years. I'm a spiritual person by definition. Maybe not. We've seen some older Christians, and I can say that because I'm older. And are they any different than they were 35 years ago? No. So are they really growing? No, they're not. So your spiritual maturity isn't really related to your age. It should be, but often it isn't. And that's where people, they stopped growing a long time ago. They've kind of hung out the retired sign spiritually. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark introduced you to the concept of carnal or immature Christians and maturing Christians. You'll learn that all Christ followers begin as carnal Christians because they haven't learned what being a Christ follower is all about. Pastor Mark told you that God expects all of his followers to move beyond immaturity and selfishness to maturity and unselfishness. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this teaching. You'll hear more about the church in Corinth, who the Apostle Paul called carnal believers. You'll find out more of the characteristics of carnal Christians and how they're really of no benefit to the kingdom of God. You'll find out how to evaluate your own walk with God and to move toward growing spiritually. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, People, Problems, and Practical Helps. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd